apologize. That's some breaking news. We'll hit you with that in a little bit. Um, but I thought this was interesting. I'll, uh, I'll wait Joe's reaction, whether or not he thinks this is a big deal. Okay. A bunch of Congress people being asked whether or not they knew we had soldiers in Niger, where we had four soldiers die recently. I think it's important for the American people, as well as as a member of Congress, to hold the administration accountable to answer the larger question here of exactly what are we doing in Niger? Why are our soldiers, our service members on the ground there? And how does that fit into this quote-unquote war on terror? Did you know, Senator, that there are almost a thousand U.S. troops deployed in Niger? No, I did not. But I didn't know there was a thousand troops in Niger. Did you know? how many men and women were on the ground in Niger and what they're doing there. I did not. Yeah. Americans should know what's going on in Niger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should know what caused the deaths of four brave young That's Americans. Right. And you heard Senator Graham there. He didn't know we had a thousand troops in Niger. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. And I am really appreciative of the fact that our chairman, Senator McCain, has said, we need to find out what's going on. Where are all our troops and what are they doing and what happened in this particular tragedy? All right, this goes on for, Did you know, um, two um, of your um, colleagues, Chuck, for a minute and a half with a whole bunch of people. And some of those names you recognize as I'd, people that really should know, like Lindsey Graham and John McCain. I'd gladly listen to the whole thing. I was riveted. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? It... This seem, just seems like such Roman Empire stuff or British Empire stuff, where you got troops around the. Not only does the populace not paying attention to money being spent and uh, uh, overseas ventures engaged in, not only is the public not paying attention, freaking government's not paying attention. Do you think I'd come off as more educated if I said stuff like, "This is like the end of the Mongolian Empire." Perhaps. With Mongolian instead of Roman, probably. Okay, I All would right. have to. I would have to think. I'll take me, his word for it. Let me make myself a note. <laughs> Refer to Mongolian <laughs> Empire. I will tell you this in reaction. You were looking for my reaction. Here it is. The whole making a big deal over what happened to those four guys, and the whole. I mean, the unspeakably moronic. It's Trump's Benghazi narrative, which lasted for about a cup of coffee. Um, I think all of that stuff is is overblown. We have guys in dangerous parts of the world helping local governments uh, beat back uh, violent Islamic fundamentalists. And and I knew that, um, and everybody knows that, if they're paying attention. On the other hand, 800 guys in Niger, 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 um, and the fact that senators don't even know it, and our obligations and, and um, engagements and... You know, agreements have have gotten so extensive, you can't even keep track of them all. Yeah, that's a big story, and that's a really interesting story. Lindsey Graham doesn't know? That's amazing. He he spends his life on this stuff. John McCain uh, doesn't understand exactly what they were trying to accomplish, or so he says. Um, I heard one person point out, I wish I could remember who it was, but who said one of the tricks that they play is... Uh, now in Africa, we've got 600 in this country, 1,000 in that country, 800 in that country. And th- that's the way we, we, we announce it. And so people don't pay much attention in government or out. But they move around once they're there, once they're sent there. That's they're deployed to. We, we can have thousands and thousands massed in one place at any given time. Mm. That, and it's not reported that way. Nah, they're not stationed in Chad, for instance. Right. So you can end up with, because I think we have six, 8,000 total in northern Africa. 
at what point are they in any one one country? Well, if they were, then that's going to make the newspaper. We have eight thousand troops in wherever. Right. That's going to make the newspaper. But if you have you know, six eight hundred here, eight hundred there, uh, it doesn't get much attention. Well, who's playing that game and for what purpose? Well, yeah, that's the interesting question to me because Lindsey Graham said the other day the fight has moved to Africa. If that's true, and it seems to be, uh, what's going on? Well, who's playing? I, I would like to know. I would be interested. I'm not automatically against it. I don't oh. think there's any reason to hide it. No. Well, yeah, I don't want it hidden at all. Um, who's, whose idea is the game of spreading them out so it doesn't get much of attention? Who's, whose idea is that, and for what mm. purpose? What are you trying to hide from us? Are you you're trying to that? hide it from the fundamentalists? No, I don't think the so. The lunatics, because they, they know. I suppose it could be, but they, I don't well, think that's got, it. They got plenty of intelligence. You know, Half the people there are on their side. They had enough intelligence to ambush our guys and kill them all. Right. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they're trying, somebody's trying to fool us about something. Yeah, I would say if the war on terror has moved to Africa, we should all be aware of that and be discussing it. Is that all part of the 9-11, whatever that agreement was that got passed 16 years ago, 15 years ago? Is that all part of that? I guess so. Now, the I, WOT is unquestionably the term people use, but you know how much I hate it. War on terror. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Because it's, it's childlike. Well, if you if you if you if you're put in charge of fighting a war on terror, you get to do anything anywhere forever. It's a war on a tactic. Because it's never going to end. Yeah. It's all kinds of different people, and it happens everywhere in the world. So it's uh, close to a blank check if there is such a thing. Um, I found that really interesting. Who, who put that together, Sean? Do you know? Uh, most of those were from CNN, but that was from one of the uh, the audio kind of aggregator sites yeah. that we have. Uh, just, and, go ahead, sorry. Just clearly somebody put that together to make the point. Yeah, yeah, and well done. Do you have it still queued up? Uh, no, but I could jump into approximately where we were. And just indulge me. I just I want to hear a little more of it. Um, all right, yeah, here we go. Troops in Niger. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. And I am really appreciative of the fact that our chairman, Senator McCain, has said, we need to find out what's going on. Where are all our troops and what are they doing and what happened in this particular tragedy? Did you know, two of your colleagues, Chuck Schumer and uh, Lindsey Graham, both said they were surprised to learn there were basically close to a thousand American troops in Niger. Was that a revelation to you as well? Yes. Yes, it was, and that's why I think what uh, this points out is that there are troops, and, and more and more we're using our special troops to go to a lot of different places that we don't know about, and so this points out how we need to find out a heck of a I'm lot sorry, more about what's happening. To- and remove whoever that is from office for lack of intelligence? <laughs> She's from Hawaii, I believe. She makes Susan Collins sound like Madame Curie. Good Lord. Who was that half with? <laughs> Madam Curie. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a smart lady right off the top of my head. I mean... <laughs> oh, God. So, is Susan Collins from Maine on that montage? And I don't think we should have soldiers who... Listen, I've lost patience, all right? <laughs> Send me an email. Oh, patrol with the 
The local. Oh, God. Just kill me room. now. You're talking to an empty room. I left five now. minutes I'm ago. leaving. Talk if you want. I'm leaving. Oh, uh, boy. We have a guest coming up. Somebody who's writing about the tunnel discovered on the moon. Moon tunnels. Which, apparently, we've been looking for or hoping for since we first explored the moon, because that's the key to building a moon colony. Well, and that's where Neil Armstrong reported the moon men had leapt out of to attack them I in 69. I have not heard that. I have sources. <laughs> so, and of course, having a colony on the moon is key to the whole mission to Mars, which I'm very oh, excited that's about. that's right. Yeah. Yes. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night Maybe it's the air I grew up in, I don't know They're going to the, We were going to the moon all the time sure. I'm really excited about this mission to Mars That uh, keeps getting talked about And then I read over the weekend We discovered a tunnel on the moon yeah, there are some really, really interesting things going on in terms of exploring the cosmos. And uh, Avi Selk, staff writer for the Washington Post, uh, had a piece over the weekend that uh, is funny. Jack and I both reacted in the same way. Cool! I mean, the little boy, the little girl in all of us uh, can't help but react to the discovery of what appear to be huge tunnels, or at least a tunnel on the moon. Avi Selk joins us now. Avi, how are you? I'm good. Really happy to be with you. Uh, thank you. You know, enjoyed the article very much, and uh, it took several different uh, scientists and, and missions to, to build on each other to figure out what they figured out. Tell us about it. Yeah, in a way, it's a search that's actually been going on since, uh, like, the original moon landings. Um, so there's there's always been this, this theory floating around in the scientific community that there might be all sorts of neat tunnels, like huge miles-long tunnels and giant caves underneath the moon. Um, the way they would have got there is the way that some of them got here on Earth, which is basically volcanoes and lava through things that I won't really get into too much detail, but basically lava sort of forming gigantic tunnels under the, underneath the Earth. So, you know, obviously we went to the moon in, in the 60s and 70s and were all over the surface, um, but nobody was ever able to find any evidence of these hypothetical tunnels. Um, and people really, really wanted to find them for a couple of reasons. One, if we ever hope or want to one day, you know, build some sort of base or colony on the moon, one of the huge problems is that the moon is constantly getting bombarded with, you know, debris from space, with radiation. There are these wild temperature swings where it's like, fiery hot in the day and then just beyond freezing at night and if you have a nice tunnel underground sounds like needles nevada <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh. it's probably maybe maybe not quite as bad maybe a little worse <laughs> uh, uh but you can find like all these papers of like scientists saying like God, if we could find one of these things you know we could like pave the floor out we could we could set up like little tent cities for 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 colonists and, and scientists and they'd be protected and the temperature would be a relatively balmy you know minus 20 degrees or something um but you know we 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 leave the moon we never go back nobody's found the tunnels um so what happens is uh i think the first sighting was the japanese uh send a an unmanned space probe up to orbit the moon in i think 2007 about 10 years ago and one of the pictures that captures is this like very big deep hole and they start thinking well you know maybe that's the tunnel um, 
it takes a few more years and other missions and other robots and probes to eventually like they go so far as there's an American probe that does uh, fancy things with with fluctuations in gravity to sort of map out the underground topography of the moon and it finds something long and hollow in that general area. And then the Japanese probe again um, more recently starts beaming down radar waves under the spot. And again, without pretending to know any more about the science than I actually do, some very, very smart Japanese and American scientists, by analyzing the echo patterns that come back, confirmed in a paper that was published, uh, I think just last week, that that big hole is indeed the entrance to a 30-mile-long tunnel. 30 miles um, long? Mm-hmm. Avi Selk of the uh, Washington Post is online. So, Avi... Uh, Judging by the people you've talked to, is is the presence of that tunnel, if indeed it it's, turns out to be true, and it sure seems like they've uh, confirmed it several different ways, is that, how would you characterize it, as a, a good solid step, a, a really big step, or like an immeasurably important step toward the idea of a moon colony? How important is it? I'm probably not the best person to ask about that. If Make it's, something it's up. It's top radio. A giant leap. Um, make something up. Uh, I mean, the big question is, like, do we even want to go back to the moon, right? So, so pr- there's, and 